Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Well, all right. So I'm going to continue the series I got into a couple of weeks ago, and it's called The Real You. Someone say The Real You. How about this? Say The Real Me. So before we get into it today, I'm just talk to you about myself. Uh, many of you know me pretty well. I'm pretty open and transparent when I minister the word. But I'm going to talk to you a little bit about myself, which is partially the real me, right? The most important part of us is our relationship with God. But we also have human attributes and emotions and likes and dislikes and stuff that, you know, stuff that we enjoy, stuff that we don't enjoy. So um, let's see. I'm not naturally a morning person. But at my age now, we, my wife makes jokes and some other folks in the extended family have made jokes because they say, man, you get up early now, man, you must be getting older. You know what I'm saying? Older guys don't sleep that much. I don't need as much sleep as I did before. That's good. That's a good thing. Um, so usually six to eight hours is sufficient. Eight's ideal. But man, six or seven, some of y'all are like, man, Pastor Matt, I need 11 and a half. Okay. Well, that's all right. Um, I like dogs. We have two. We don't have any kids yet. We're still believing God for a miracle. I love traveling. I love the beach. I married my wife, and she's a beach girl. You like the beach, Mika? Welcome back, by the way. It's good to see your smiling face. You like the beach. Um, we love the beach. We figured out that city vacations for us are not as relaxing. You ever tried going to the big city, and it was fun, but you needed another vacation. Um, we enjoy the beach. Sometimes, you know what we do on the beach? Let me show y'all. I'm going to demonstrate. I'm a really good actor. This is what we do on the beach sometimes. And then we look at each other and go, isn't this beautiful? And she's like. Did you see that wave? That was amazing. Is that a fish? Who cares? Right? So I love the beach. Um, I love sunrise. I love sunset. I love being in church. I'm a church boy. I was raised in church. Um, people say, man, I had a drug problem and God had to deliver me. And you are a miracle because I'm a testimony of God's power in his, his staying and keeping power. I never went into the world. I, I wasn't born saved. Nobody is, but I accepted Jesus about eight years of age seven or eight, and I've served him ever since. I've had my struggles and battles. I've had my sins. I've had my rebellions. I tried to run from the ministry. You know, I knew, I knew as a little boy, the first thing I ever wanted to be when I was four was a preacher. And I knew I was called to that. And some of you say, man, well, God delivered me from great, great duress and trauma. And I was, I went through all this. Man, our, both of our testimonies are powerful, huh? Because God rescued you and God kept me. The same God who rescued you is the same God who kept me. So both of our testimonies are powerful. You don't have to embellish anything and make anything up, and neither do I. Our testimony is our story, right? And that's exciting. The only drug problem I ever had was my parents drugged me to church. They drugged me, and they drugged me, and they drugged me, and they drugged me. That just, I never got into that, praise God. And some others say, man, that, that's not my story, but your story is beautiful. And today we're talking about the real you. Man, I have a lot of strengths, but I have a lot of weaknesses. How many of you in here are impatient about certain things? Raise your hand. 
I think we all are if we're honest, right? Some things I'm marvelously patient about. Just doesn't bother me. I can wait in a line. I don't care. Some things. And other things I'm all, are we there yet, right? I'm a journey guy. I almost like the journey as much as the destination many times. I love traveling. I love being on the road. So you, there, we all have different attributes. But I want, I want to transition into something now. And this is so much more important, talking about being right with God and growing in God and, and learning to grow up spiritually and all these things. But somebody say, it's time. There was a song I used to listen, listen to. It's on my phone. I think it's from 1990. And it was by the Winans called Time to Make a Change. My first point today is we've got to get it together. Get it together. Say, man, some of you say, man, I've never accepted Jesus. I don't know who's on the live stream today or I don't know everybody who's in the house personally. Some, some say, man, I need to make a commitment to the Lord. I need to accept the Lord. I need to get right with God. Okay. Then there's others who have known the Lord a while. This is for everyone, though. Get it it's time to get it together. The basics of serving God are forgiving. Someone say forgiving. forgiving. That's the basics. Now, we as humans, um, it comes more naturally for some of us to forgive. But still, still, we all have to forgive at some point. We all have to overcome bitterness and rejection and all kinds of stuff. Everyone has to forgive. That's why Jesus talked about it so much. And that's part of getting it together. Did you know that is your first step in God is forgiving and being forgiven? And sometimes we forget. We be, we're believers and we get a little jaded and we get a little hard-hearted later on and say, man, yeah, but I'm not going to forgive them and look at how they're acting. And, and the Lord tells us, I forgave you. Let's go to Colossians 3.13. Colossians 3.13. You're familiar with this verse. You've read through it. You've heard it. Check this out. We'll give them just a second. We there yet? All right. Colossians 3.13, if you have a hard copy of your Bible. How many of you remember hard copies? All right. Some of you still know. There it is. Look at, I love this translation. This is a strong translation. Look at what, look at what the writer says here. Make allowance. Someone say make allowance. Make allowance for each other's faults. And forgive anyone who offends you. How many of you know that many times we're harder on people than we are on ourselves? Sometimes we are harder on ourselves. I see that. I'm the oldest. I, I naturally go, this is my responsibility. That's just who I am. That can be good. That can be bad. All right? But not everybody's that way. But here's what you got to remember. You don't judge folks by their actions and judge yourself by your intentions. People do that a lot. They failed just like the next guy or girl, but then they go, yeah, but I, I, I was well-meaning. I'm like, dude, you failed just like that. You messed up just like I did or just like they did. No, you judge. We make righteous judgments. Jesus said, look beneath the surface to judge righteously. How many of you know mankind, Scripture says mankind, men and women, they judge on the outward appearance, don't they? They look on the outward. The Lord was speaking to Samuel the prophet when he went to choose the second king of Israel after Saul had gone belly up. He just totally fouled up, wasn't obeying God. He went to choose God's next king, and the Lord says, hey, I haven't cho chosen any of these guys. I've chosen someone else. Man looks on the outward, but I look at the heart. God looks at motives, intentions. Jesus dealt with that, didn't he? 
Jesus dealt with the motives of the heart. He dealt with motives a lot. Let's go to Ephesians 4.29. Let's check this out. You know what? Sorry. Let me finish that verse. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited to be back up here. I cannot begin to tell you. I was going to call it a comeback, but like the, was it LL Cool J said in the 90s? Don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. Anyway, make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you. Isn't that helpful to remember that? It is, huh? Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Now then, let's go on to Ephesians 4.29. Sorry I got ahead of myself. I just, I'm just excited to be up here getting to minister the word to you. It's a privilege. Don't use foul or abusive language. Say, oh, he's talking to the world there. No, this is a letter. Now we're in Ephesians. This is a letter to believers. This is a letter. Don't, don't anyone elbow in here. Don't anyone elbow each other in here. Okay? Right? Don't use foul or abusive language. We don't even, we don't even say shut up to each other at the house. That's just not how we roll. That's just, not, that's just not one of our things. We, we don't talk like that to each other, all right? You don't use foul or abusive language. Does anyone remember the golden rule? Jesus said, do unto others as you would have them do unto you, right? Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say, this is, wow, this is a standard to live by. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who what? Hear them. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to the folks when they hear them. That's powerful. And do not bring sorrow. One translation says, grieve not. Don't bring sorrow or disappointment to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. This is, this is a letter to believers. Someone say believers. Mm -hmm. People who have accepted Jesus. It says, don't bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. This is part of us getting it together, right? Remember, he has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be what? Saved on the day of redemption. So get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. That's... that's, that's Twice in these epistles now, we, we've heard that. Forgive others because the Lord has forgiven you. That's powerful. So one of the ways we get it together is we forgive. Do you always feel like forgiving? No, especially if they cut you deep. If they cut you deep, oh, man. Some of you Latinos in the house, you say, man, I don't get mad. I get even. That's not just Latinos. That's just humans, right? I like making Latino jokes. I have a Hispanic last name, right? Say, no, I don't get mad. I get even. No, the Lord took care of that too. He says, vengeance is mine. Well, we don't realize many times, it, we, we never get it together when we're unforgiving and bitter because we're not taking our hands off the situation so God can deal with that person. Many times, once you remove yourself from the situation and say, God, I'm going to let you deal with them, God will deal with them way better than you ever could. How many of you know God knows how to get to people? He created humans. He knows what we are of. Scripture says about Jesus, he knew what was in man. Women are all, uh-huh, he knows what was in man. Oh, it just means humans, child. It means humans. He knows what's in people. He knows their motivation. 
So don't wait anymore. Don't put it off. Real men and women, they, they understand their responsibility in, in God, and that is to forgive. There's those who say, well, I got to forget. Look, that's between you and God, but you will be reminded again probably unless God wipes it from your memory. And when you're reminded again or you see that person again, you still have to be able to forgive even if you haven't forgotten. That's, that's a true sign of, of power in God is going, well, I see him again. I see him every day. They did this to me, but I forgive. You choose to forgive. Someone say, forgiveness, say it like you believe it. Say, forgiveness, forgiveness. is a decision. Mm -hmm. Say, I choose to forgive. Well, good. All right. So we, you got to forgive. You got to forgive. You got to forgive. The third verse under this first section of get it together is this. When you forgive, this ties into this other point. Let's, let's go into Philippians 3.12. It's like a sub point of my first point. Look at what the apostle says here. I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I've already reached perfection or complete maturity. But I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. When Jesus took control of your life, his vision for you was perfection. You say, perfection, maturity in God. Maturity in God. Now, when you are mature in God, you make good choices, don't you? You make good choices. So we've got to keep, keep going, keep going. We got more to that? No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, he says, but I focus on this one thing, and I love this. This is what I was getting to. Forgetting the past. Someone say forgetting the past. And looking forward to what lies ahead. Uh -huh. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Did y'all catch that? Forgetting the past. Let all who are spiritually mature agree on these things. If you disagree on some point, I believe God will make it plain to you. Huh. All right. So you have to forget the past at some point, don't you? Was it Uncle Rico on the, on the what was that called, Napoleon Dynamite? He said, it didn't work out with my old lady because she said I was living in 1983. Some people get stuck in a certain year, the past. The man, well, this is how God moved in the past. Scripture says, the Lord himself says, I will do a new thing. I'm going to tell you this about relationships. I've been married for 15 years. And what seemed romantic last time may not work for five times in a row. Junior... Pick up on this, mijo. You're going to be married someday. This is good stuff. Take notes. It's good stuff. Why? Because a woman says, I'm not a machine. I'm, I, I, I want you to take time to get to know me and understand me and know that I like variety. And you say, no, but we're going to eat at your favorite place for our date, and then I'm going to give you a foot rub, and then we're going to watch your favorite show five weeks in a row. Well, that gets old, doesn't it? Some of the ladies in the house are like, Pastor Matt, foot rub never gets old. But you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Why? Because a woman says, oh, you think you just cracked the code? You can, do, you can just put a, a quarter in me like a machine, and I'll, it'll be the same every time. We'll just do the same thing every time. No, no. Got to have variety. Got to have variety. And you'll understand that in God, God calls you to variety as you get it together. 
A lot of folks in the world, you know, they do this. I got to be me. I got to be me. But they act and talk and do and say all the things that the world says. They look just like the world. I'm so tired of that. It's so, it gets so old. People say, no, no, I, I got to be me. You, yeah, but nobody can tell who, you, who the real you is because you just look like the world now. You just look like everybody else. Say, I got to be me. No, finding yourself in God is letting him deliver you from the past and start to forgive today. Scripture says today is the day of salvation, so you keep that in mind. Let's get it together. Someone say, get it together. Mm -hmm. Forgiving and moving on, not being stuck in the past. How about this one? This is going to tie into point one. I kind of mentioned this briefly already, kind of hinted at it. Look at this. It's time to what? Number two. Someone says, it's time to grow up. Mm -hmm. You got to take inventory. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 13, 11. Look at this. 1 Corinthians 13, 11. Look at what the man of God's saying here. He's writing to the church at Corinth. He says, when I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. What's some things you can do to grow up? How about you stop blaming others? I hope that pierces down to the soul level today for somebody. Stop blaming others. Stop it. When you stand before God one day, it's, it's not going to be you and everyone else who has hurt you or abused you and you before God. You say, man, is he making light of my situation? No. My point is you've got to take responsibility. You've got to own your own choices at some point. Some of you who know me, you know, those who know my stuff, you know, I'm pretty open about it. I was briefly sexually abused by a neighbor when I was a kid. They say, oh, man, that, that just set my life on a course for destruction. Oh, yeah, it put a perverse spirit on me. It could have destroyed me. But at some point, I had to take ownership and say, they did that, but I can't blame them for that. I've got to take responsibility for my choices now. You got people who hated their old man because he was a drunk, and now they're drinking, hating their old man. They're doing the same thing. they got to forgive at some point. And I understand. You know why I understand? Because I know this. When you don't forgive... You have a tendency to get stuck in immaturity and stuck in the same thing you did not forgive. Remember a young lady years ago, she hated her mom. She decided she hated her mom. She used to come to this church. And this girl was so, I, I guess a polite word, I would be ignorant. I don't know that it was ignorant, but she was stubborn and foolish and just dumb. Because you talked to her about it and she goes, yeah, 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 I know, but I'm not going to. I'm not, mm -mm, I hate her, I hate her, I hate her. Guess what? She became twice the child of hell her mother ever was. All of the mistakes her mom made, she's made about ten times more. She's way worse because she did not forgive her mom. She never grew up. And you can see people who don't forgive, they stay stuck. They stay stuck. We've got to take inventory. Stop excuses. Someone say stop excuses. Yeah, stop. Stop being selfish. Say, man, I don't know what else to do but be selfish. you got to spend time with God and get around other people that are good influence. That's real simple, I know. This is gospel 101 right here. you got to pray that God help you to be more like Christ. You say, but I'm not perfect. Well, we know that already. None of us are. But you can reach for maturity, and that's to grow up. Stop being selfish and making excuses. Own your choices. Learn how to treat people. I bump into people all the time that want to be treated right, but they treat others bad. That doesn't make sense to me. I have, a, I have a little niece. We love her dearly. And she is now what? She's about two and a half years of age, huh? 
And she's a good kid. But she is also two and a half years of age. Are you with me? Two and a half. There's things she does you would not. Can you imagine if my wife came to me and goes, baby, have you gone potty today yet? I'd, can you imagine company there at the house? Hey, baby, have you gone potty? You're not going to have an accident here, are you, on the couch, you know? Wouldn't that be weird? You'd think it was weird unless I had physical issues. No, but Camila, she's being potty trained and she's learning. You got to talk to her about that. And she'll, and she'll, good kid, she'll lie to you. <laughs> Do you need the restroom? No. Why are you standing weird? And she's on. That's, but she's two and a half. Let me talk to you for a minute. Ladies, don't you be foolish and get into a relationship with a guy who is emotionally immature. You are headed for shipwreck with him. I don't get it, man. I, I remember back in the day in high school and college, girls were looking for a bad boy until he wrecked their ever-loving lives. Bad boys are immature. They're getting speeding tickets every time they're out, just in trouble with the law, always here, always there. And, hey, I'm not messing with anyone's past. That's under the blood. You say, man, God's changed me. But how fun is it you're on a date and, and with your man, and he's emotionally immature, and a cop sees him, and a cop goes, hey, are you so-and-so? I got a warrant for your arrest. Let's go. That's immaturity. It's time to grow up. I don't get pulled over every time I drive around. Why? There's signs, and I follow the signs. Let's go to Romans 14.10. So why do you condemn another believer? Wow, look at this. Why do you look down on another believer? Remember, we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. This is good, and it gets better. For the scriptures say, as surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bend to me. And every tongue will declare allegiance to God. Yes, each of us will give a personal account to God. Oh, Lord, what it was, uh, my family, my ex, my exes, the neighbor, the dog that made me mad, everything that hurt me. No, yes, each of us will give a what? Personal account to God. That's why you got to grow up and own your own choices. Let me tell you something right now. Y'all don't know this person. We're uh we're in a situation right now with an adult. He's supposed to be an adult. And um, I'm not going to give you too many details. But this person's supposed to be a Christian. And I'm amazed at the lying, the manipulation, the uh, deception, the immaturity, the weirdness. Like, just bizarre. And this person's much older than me. They're in their 50s. They're in their late 50s. And they behave like a child. And I'm at the point now, and I was telling my wife last night, we just, got, we just have to pray that God give us wisdom on finishing up with this person and moving on. They don't go to this church. Okay? But I'm looking at this guy's life, and in looking at this points and preparing for this message today, I was thinking yesterday, wow. This person is miserable to be around because they never grew up. They have problems with people. They lie. They're afraid of people. Then they act tough. And then they're intimidated, but they try to be intimidating. And then it's crazy. And I'm looking at them going, you are like a one-man circus. 
right? Just up and down. You don't know what the, you don't know what to believe. You don't know if they're going to come through. You don't want to be like that. No, God has called you to grow up. Did you know God's will for you is that you be a Christian adult one day? That's God's will. I remember there was a meme years ago, showed a dude with his pants falling down. I don't know how they photoshopped that, and they put some diapers on him. They said, for all you immature dudes, thuggies. Instead of huggies, he had thuggies on. <laughs> Wearing a diaper, and his pants are falling down. Pull your pants up, Holmes. That's immature. If you knew what that meant in prison and on the streets, you think you're manly, you would not do that. It's a call to homosexual behavior. That's what it means. It comes from prison. Pull your pants up, man. Time to be an adult. I'm dealing with men right now. Ladies, you got to grow up too. I've watched people's choices for a life partner and for someone they want to be around, and I go, oh, uh, you just not, you don't know how this works yet, do you? You ain't figured out yet. You just picked the most immature person. Yeah, but he's a bad boy. Let me tell you what mucho sexy is to a woman at some point when she's grown up. Mucho sexy to her is he provides, he keeps his word, he's stable, he's fun, he didn't go to jail. You know, I hear guys bragging to me about stuff they're supposed to be doing. I take care of my kids. What? Well, good for you. That's good. That's Praise God, that's good. There was a stand-up comedian made jokes about that years ago. But let, ladies and gentlemen, you, you don't, you don't want to bring hardship on people around you. you got to grow up because it's not only hard on you, it's, hard on, it's, it's much harder on the people around you when you don't grow up. you got to grow up. Look, for better or for worse, my personality, my personality is forever young. No matter how much hair I lose, man, my hair is receding to the point it's going to recede all the way back down my neck. It's just be no hair left eventually. If I grew it out, I'd be combing over from my beard, you know. But the older I get, part of me, part of me just is young, and that's okay. But my wife did not marry me so I could be the prince of the house and spoiled and a sissy. And ladies, a man didn't marry you so you could be princess forever. He should take care of you like a queen, but kings and queens grow up. It's time to grow up. Camila's two and a half. Said, oh, but she did that. I'm going I'm to do that. One of her favorite phrases is, I don't want it. Well, it's good for her or not, she don't want it. And I don't know the things she's eating now or what she's into. For a while it was, she just wanted to live on, she, instead of corn dogs, she'd say born dogs. I want a born dog. A born dog. I was like, like Jason Bourne. This is going to be good. But you can't, how many of you know you can't live on corn dogs forever? And her, Camila's great parents, mom and dad, they're here this morning. They take care of her and they, they're getting her balanced in certain areas. They're working with her, a little stubborn human. It's, she's growing up though. She's growing up now. She's young, but she, and, and, and Vali's like, oh my gosh, she grows up so fast. But you know, kids grow up. That's normal. Did you know it's normal for babies to grow? Can you imagine if my dad called me? Here I am in my 40s living at home with my wife. And my dad called me and go, hey, hey, uh, hey, do you, are you paying your bills? Do you, need, do you need money this week, you know, for gas, you know? And, and like, I know that you're 
your vehicle's running out of gas all the time. You, you just need gas. We want to help each other, but can you imagine my dad's just checking in? Or can you imagine my dad called me during the week and says, hey, Matthew, I'm just checking. Have you showered today? It's how we are in the spirit for people when we just don't do the basics and we don't grow up. We've got to grow up as believers. We've got to grow up as humans. Someone say it's time to grow up. Yeah. Stop blaming others. It's on you to grow up. It's on you to grow up now. Say, man, my dad did this. My dad. You don't even live there anymore. Man, your dad died 30 years ago. It's time to forget about that. Forgive him. Let him go. And it's time for you to grow up. And now my third point today is give God the glory. Someone say give God the glory. Oh, yeah, you got to get it together. You got to grow up. And at some point, you got to give God the glory. How many of you know it's very immature to try to take credit for everything all the time? This was on my heart for this morning, and we'll start to wrap it up. This is my third point. We have a few more scriptures. But I was thinking of folks who claim to be self made. Have you ever heard folks say that? Self made millionaire. And I know what they mean it means they didn't inherit the money. Fine. But at some point, they had to borrow money from someone. Someone had to help them. They had a brilliant secretary. They had a smart partner. They had a mentor. I did it all myself. No, you got help, man. My wife and I were talking this week, and my wife was looking at me going, baby, I'm ready for you to get well. I was under the weather for just over a week. My, my wife was looking at me going, baby, I'm ready for you to get well. There's a lot going on. I need help. And I said, man, I know. I know. And I... That's always the hardest part for me when I'm under the weather is like, I want to get out and get in the game. I am a participator say no Matt we're, no it's gonna be fun you just be on the bench then just get me out of here kick me off the team then if I won't be on the bench I need to be on a team where I can play I don't even have to be a starter but let me get in the game I may not be the best or the brightest of everything but I want to participate others are like this eating popcorn just watching commentating on the game all the time right not in the game but complaining about everybody else in the game no it's time to get in the game get it together grow up and give God the glory. Someone say, give God the glory. You cannot take credit for things that cannot be credited to you. I've always wondered, how, why, why did people get such an attitude when they were good looking? Not everybody. But there's good looking people out there. And they're like, I'm like, you were born that way. Or think they're bad because they're tall. We were watching a show recently, and a guy kept telling everyone, he was telling everyone, yeah, I'm so tall. You know, he was like six and a half feet, huge, big specimen of a man. But I thought, everybody knows you're tall. you got to duck your head when you walk in the door. Why are you talking about it all the time? You'd think you made yourself tall. If I could have made myself taller, I would have, right? If I could grow my hair out a certain way, I guess I would have. At this point, it doesn't matter much. But... God gave you the chance. God gave you the looks. God gave you the connections. God gave you the talent. God gave you something to be excited about, but he gave it to you. I didn't create myself. And my parents didn't choose me. They were married, and I was born. Said, so there he is. All right, that's our boy. And then Jonathan came, and Elaine came. There we were. God gave, them, God gave us to our parents. Here we are. And do I look at God and go, man, what did you create? Do I look at my parents and go, man, what did you make? No, God made me like he made me. And the real me is to give him the glory. I'm called to give him the glory. That is also a sign of getting it together and growing up. Let's go to Ephesians 2.8. Ephesians 2.8. Give God the glory. God saved you by his grace when you believed. 
Some people forget and thought they've been saved forever. No, you had to believe at some point. You can't take credit for this. Is it? it is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we've done, so none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Isn't that good? All because of God. Let's go to 1 Samuel 2, 3. Look at what, I believe, this is, uh, I believe this is the text here where Hannah is speaking. She's praying. Stop acting so proud and haughty. Don't speak with such arrogance. For the Lord is a God who knows what you have done. He will judge your actions. you got to get in the habit of giving God thanks for everything, even tough situations. Just thank him. Say, well, I don't know if God did that or he allowed it or what happened or how I did that or if I brought that situation on myself. You just thank God. Just start to give God glory in everything and for everything. Just start to thank him. He said, well, God didn't bring evil. Yeah, but out of that situation, Romans 8, 28 came about and he brought something good into your life. All things work together for good to those that love God and are called according to his purpose. Let's go to James 4, 6 now as we wrap it up. Scripture says he gives grace generously. As the scriptures say, God opposes the proud. One translation says he resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. You want God's grace on your life? You want his hand of blessing and favor and empowerment to do right and live right and act right? Walk humbly. Ask for help. Say, I'm sorry. Did you know that's a big act of humility, saying you're sorry? Did you know it's a great act of humility to thank God? Did you know it's a great act of humility to ask God for requests and petitions and when he answers them to be sure and thank him? Did you know it's a great act of humility to tell God you need help in the first place? It's a great act of giving God the glory when you say, you know what, Lord, I can't live without you and I can't do this without you. Just coming off this illness and, man, I was talking to the Lord yesterday and today I knew it was my time to be back up here. I'm still not 100%. But I said, Lord, you got to help me. I can't do it without you when I am 100%. You've got to help me because I want to be back with your people. I got to get back in the game. I got to get back and minister to your, your word, minister to your people, show people some love. I want you to go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes today. I believe God's word has fallen on good ground. I believe there was something in there for everybody today. You say, man, that, that might have been tough. Who knows what God did in somebody's heart today? I'm telling you, it comes from a place of humility and love. I don't speak about stuff unless I live it. I don't bring stuff up unless God has dealt with me about it. I don't make up stuff. I base it on the word. Is there anyone in this house who would say, Pastor Matt, you know what? I just want to make sure I'm right with God. Let's start there today. Let's start with those who have never accepted Jesus or those who are finding their way back. Maybe you've been backslidden, what we call it. You went back to your old ways. Is there anyone here in the house today who'd say, you know what, I need to get right with God. Would you raise your hand today? It's just me looking. Don't even worry. Need to get right with God. Is there anybody else in the house? God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for your hands. Anybody else? You say, man, I need to make sure I'm right with God. We're going to pray together whether you raise your hands or not. All right. Those heads bowed and those eyes closed. Let's pray. I want you to repeat this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I know Jesus is my Lord. And I know he's my Savior. But I want to live like it. I want to live 
so that I bring you glory. Help me to get it together, God. Say, I can't do it without you. I need you, Lord. And say, I believe. I believe you're with me. I believe Jesus died and rose again so that I could be saved. Say, I thank you for your forgiveness, Lord. And say it again. Say, I believe. Say, cleanse me. I'm so sorry. I want to live right. In Jesus' name, amen. Next thing, I want to pray with you for one more thing before we leave today. If something in this message touched you in some way, however remote it may be, I want you to raise your hand today. Say that there was something in there for me today. God spoke to me. Good, good, good. Everybody stand to your feet. Let's pray together. Grab hands if you can. Touch someone on the shoulder or hold hands, whatever you want to do. And let's believe as a family of God today. Let's believe. Let's do it. Let me pray for you now. Father, I thank you for today. I thank you that your word, we believe, has fallen on good ground. I saw the, the looks on the faces today. I could feel their hearts, God. I could feel them pulling it, pulling it out of me as they listened. God, not because they're hungry for what I'm saying. They are hungry for your word. And people were gathered here today in person and on the live stream, God, that want what you have to offer. I don't have it. I, I didn't come up with it. I'm just relaying the message, God. As a messenger, I want to be faithful. But, Lord, I thank you today that you're helping us to get it together. And you're helping us to grow up in you, God, which is most important, growing up spiritually. Get it together, grow up, and give you the glory. And, Lord, we need you today. We cry out to you, Lord, the living God. Speak to your people. Let your word fall on good ground in our lives by, by the actions we now take once we've heard the truth of your word. Now that we're responsible for it, God, we will make it practical and applicable, and we will live it and walk it because faith without works is dead. We thank you for the opportunity today, God. I thank you for your people. I break every attack of the enemy off their lives. I thank you because they're, they have favor. They're blessed in the city and the field coming in and going out. They're blessed at work. You're giving them wisdom for decisions. You're helping them work out the kinks in their families, God. There's unity at home. And, God, there's great blessing over their lives as they put you first. We thank you for today. In Jesus' name.